0: Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator,
1: and Martha, the co-pilot, and we're talking to you from our at-home oh
0: studio, our lavish basement studio we're, in the Chicago suburbs.
1: We're done um, overeating on our cruise. Ooh. It's time to join Overeaters Anonymous. I think. <laughs> Speak for and yourself. Um,
0: I'm still overeating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And we are at home this month and probably the next one, too. But that gives us lots of time to think about future RV adventures that lie ahead.
0: Indeed. We have lots of plans to make because we have an exciting winter upcoming. But this is October of 2010, and we have an exciting episode planned for you.
1: One thing that was kind of amazing on our cruise was we ran into a fellow RVer. And he was kind enough to spend um, a good chunk of time talking to us. And we wanted to share some of his comments with you. Uh, he has a lot of interesting information to share, as well as a wonderful website that we're thinking Indeed. about sticking one of our good friends onto. Ooh, uh, he's thinking about buying an RV and doesn't know much as about the lifestyle. This site has lots of good
0: information for the novice. Very well, impressive. And for the more advanced rv or two so uh stay tuned later on in this episode and we will have ron jones who will be interviewed by yours truly on a cruise ship on a cruise ship see we are working on your behalf every second of every day
1: <laughs> even while we're overeating even while we're well
0: <laughs> not while we're overeating but while we're cruising but we do have some uh, additional information that we'd like to share with you. We did uh, Our cruise ship did sail into New York, and it had been some time since we were in New York.
1: And while we were in Times Square, we ran into some good samers who were obviously on an, an RV, RV rally, um, enjoying New York as well as we were. So
0: is New York City a, an appropriate destination for RVers?
1: It certainly can be, Mm -hmm. but from our experience, you have to camp a ways out of town, uh, generally in New Jersey, and you waste a lot of time commuting in and out of the city because
0: transportation. is a busy city. And the last time or one time that we were in New York, we actually... Camped, uh, left our RV in a
1: campground. campground,
0: and we took our at that time fifth wheel truck, just the truck portion, and and went to a hotel in the city and stayed there.
1: But when we paid to park the, the truck, we paid more to park the truck than we paid for our hotel room. Almost. And given the fact that hotel rooms in New York are extraordinarily expensive, well,
0: was a little cheaper at that,
1: that time tells time. you a lot about what but it costs New York, to park a car. New
0: York is a world-class city and has fabulous things to do for the entire family, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, they have kids' stuff and adult things, and we went to six theater productions and in five, five nights and just that. That alone is, is worth it because uh, New York has the the best of class in many in many ways. Although we did enjoy London also,
1: so well, Two of our favorite cities, I wouldn't characterize it as an ideal RV visitor city. Um, it's an ideal city for anybody who's in any kind of a tourist at all. There's got to be something there for you unless you're only interested in mountains and cows.
0: And we found the public transportation to be excellent. We found the people to be friendly, friendly. and helpful and uh, we didn't find anything really scary that would keep us uh, away. I'm not sure I would drive my RV, although, frankly, the streets are full of buses and trucks, so that in most places you might have a tough time finding a place to park, which you certainly could drive. But don't do it. <laughs> You could. I would. You could, but don't do it. (laughs) Okay. It is a a good destination. But then, of course, the fall is coming up here, and you might want to take a fall foliage tour. And there is a nice article about uh, places that you might want to do that tour.
1: Because there are many places in the country that have wonderful fall foliage, so, of course, you can find... Uh, a destination that fits in with your calendar and um, this site has links to some places that are especially well known for their um, wonderful of course, color
0: by looking on our website uh, for the show notes for this month you will be able to see ha- take a look at this link and we did uh, new england a couple of years ago and found the fabulous wonderful. Fall colors but you got to have enough time to actually see them all but they recommend
1: acadia national park Adirondacks in New York. The Blue Ridge Parkway. Coconino National Forest in Arizona. Ooh, I'm glad you had to pronounce that one. And Kenkamauga Scenic Byway in New Hampshire in the White Mountains. Okay, I Are you glad I, know I said either. that one too? And the...
0: Kewanee Peninsula in Michigan.
1: Keweenaw. The Lake Lake Champlain (laughs) Valley in Vermont. I'm so good at this. Mark Mark Twain National National Forest. San Bernardino National Forest in California. And the San Juan Skyway in Colorado that goes from Durango through Ure. As the
0: best scenic... Fall foliage color places in the United States and of course they ask for your comments and uh, if you have some contradictory evidence or some other places that you'd like to add then uh, you can do that by going to the website
1: and certainly in our past life before we were lucky enough to be retired um, a trip like this would often be our last hurrah Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the RV season Columbus uh, Day before it got too cold and we had to put everything away so um, that might be a good way to celebrate um, the RV year for 2000 if you live in a snowy place like we do. Oh, uh,
0: but if you live in the south, you're gonna to have to drive north because I noticed that there are no places in the south where
1: there are any I fall think in foliage. The Blue Ridge Mountains would be nice. Yeah, but the Blue Ridge is not very far south. No,
0: no. And I think they probably well, of course, fall colors depend on cold weather, isn't it? <laughs> that kind of the, in the right kind of trees. The axiom. We also have found uh, in the RV world a new RV TV show.
1: But it's hardly on TV anywhere where anybody <laughs> lives. <laughs> so we aren't quite sure how to convey this to well, you and well, would recommend that you check it out on the web because it's very easy to watch on is, the web. This is this is
0: dated September 24th 2000, 2010. Rolling on TV announced today that starting November 1st the company will premiere a new weekly RO rolling on tv news program the program will be produced once a week and will be available 24 7 online at its website and in conjunction with daily news pages each week will bring you the week's most interesting and informative news stories pertaining to the world of rving including the industry and legislative news along with an insightful interviews and the in with industry executives and organization leaders oh what? Sounds like serious competition.
1: <laughs> They're <laughs> going to put the RV Navigator out of business. It has video. But that means you can't listen to That's it while right. you're driving down Our the Our goal is for
0: you to be able to listen to it while you're driving down the road, and you would not want to be watching rolling on TV
1: while you're driving down the
0: road. I'm not going to put a link to their website. No,
1: you, you should. It looks like it'd be interesting. especially no. if, Especially if it stays on for a while. Right now it only is on a few TV stations well, as far I, as we can tell. As you notice, it doesn't start till right. November 1st. Right. So keep an eye out for it. It might be good. I'm not putting a link on <laughs> They can Google Rolling on TV. No. They can find it themselves. They don't are they loyal it.
0: enough to stay with us? No. They're going <laughs> to go to Rolling on TV, which is once a week. Well, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, and they have a lot of advertisers, so they're getting paid
1: Instead to do it. of being totally unbiased.
0: Okay, show's over. I'm quitting.
1: Your fans are waiting for you. Oh, okay.
0: Well, we wanted to kind of... Uh, talk about uh, our six months with the ipad here's our feature story for this care this month um we as you know purchased the ipad on april 3rd the second it came out <laughs> and it has become a real part of our lives but has it replaced anything could it replace anything maybe we talked about this before yeah well it has now traveled with us um, overseas and in the RV and in many places, and it is a very slick device.
1: And certainly, wherever we are, whenever you take it out of the case, you seem to gather a little crowd yes. of well, admirers around you who are very interested in yes. seeing it and but how that, it works.
0: But that's incidental.
1: It's a very appealing product.
0: It's a very appealing product and because it's so simple. And for those of you who are a little bit technophobic, you will love the iPad and... If you do not have heavy demands to create content like Martha's webpage or the blog or the podcast, then you might find that the iPad is all that you need in terms of your travels. Because one of the things that we found out definitely positively was that it will connect up to Wi-Fi connections throughout the world. Well, well,
1: throughout Europe,
0: throughout throughout Europe, we
1: haven't tested the on the whole cruise world. ship,
0: and we've taken it in the RV and connected up to many campgrounds. Very it eagerly. connects up. We had our laptops with us, but on several occasions, I just took the iPad because it was so much smaller to carry, and I was going to a coffee shop. By the way, we should mention um, the very uh, ubiquitous nature of Wi-Fi in many big cities in Europe. In, well, and in the United States, too.
1: Well, it used to be that we would have to find an Internet cafe. That is a place where you would yes. pay to use the Internet and or their computer. Mm, if, well, if you it was almost
0: always room. had was lined with computers. So an Internet it cafe. looked like a computer lab. It looked like a computer lab, exactly. Where
1: nowadays you go to a cafe. Which is just a coffee shop. Which might have free Wi-Fi, Internet, and for the price of a cup of coffee and or a cup of tea, you can connect up and sit free. there for hours on end and that's what we Very did on this nice, last yes. trip and it was a wonderful experience yes. and the iPad worked beautifully the iP- there. We
0: just took it right in there and <laughs> in a couple of places, as Martha mentioned, it kind of attracted a lot of attention but the good thing for us is is that we were able to do email, browse the web.
1: And you had downloaded a lot of magazines Not on right. there to read well, I had, of course, and, and I had put books on there to the read. The things
0: that it's good at.
1: And what really impresses me is how long it goes between battery chargers because that's also yes. an issue sometimes when right. you're
0: traveling. We could sit there for hours and read and browse and do our our internet thing or just read magazines and the iPads battery just kept right up. Uh we did occasionally take our laptops to do this if it was within a few blocks so that we could walk um and my my laptop battery would run out after a couple hours. So the iPad is, is great from that, that standpoint. And it finds Wi-Fi. You know, it's, it's, easy, to, it's easy to log on and, and put into the security codes and, and the things that you need to get yourself connected. So we found it quite, uh, quite viable, and we have found it very viable, especially because of all the cool apps that you can download. One of our listeners actually is using it as a GPS. As you know, there are two versions of the iPad. The 3G version, which connects up to the cellular network, which costs you a minimum of $15 a month extra, and the Wi-Fi only version. The Wi-Fi only version does not have a GPS built in, but if you get the GPS, if you get the 3G connection version, it has a GPS built into it. So you can buy GPS software and have something that I've lusted after for a long time, a large screen GPS for the motorhome. And wouldn't it be nice? Now, some of you use streets and trips, but you got to have a laptop, and a laptop doesn't fit on the dashboard very well. Or at least I don't think it does. <laughs> She's laughing at me because I have it up there. Having an, an iPad Velcro to the dashboard would be quite viable, and with a 10-inch screen, that's uh, a really a, a nice size GPS. So we'll probably give you a report on that. Um, I'm going to... Recontact this listener and see if they can give me an update when they have used it for a while, but he just bought it this week. so.
1: And certainly any of you that are familiar with or use an iPhone will find it uh, your learning curve to be right. next to non-existent because it will be so familiar to you how to use it, how to, to download applications, what kind of applications are available, how to turn it on and off. It, it's all very familiar and comfortable if you have an iPhone. And the fact that you can customize it just yes. as you can your phone uh, makes it your device. You have the things on there that you are interested in using and having.
0: And last time when we talked about this uh, six months ago, we didn't know what kind of apps would be available and um, how sophisticated they would be, but wow, the marketplace has just been flooded with iPad specific apps. So this uh, Motion X GPS app is designed specifically for the ipad and takes advantage of its big screen and things like google earth on the ipad look beautiful
1: this sounds like an ipad commercial
0: well there are some competitors to the ipad there's no question about it and i don't want to minimize them as uh, as viable options and you might want to consider them also but certainly
1: they're more affordable
0: certainly they're more affordable but their screen couldn't be any more beautiful (laughs) and reading on it is great what do you think of this ad from kindle which ad the ad is for the kindle and it's a very kind of subtle sort of low she talks about
1: she spent more for her sunglasses than she did for the kindle
0: Well, not only that, but she says, I can use my Kindle in the sun, and you can't use your iPad. The guy's out there, and he's getting these reflections in his... Because
1: it's so shiny. Because
0: it's so shiny. And that is a flaw with the iPad, is is that you cannot... It's hard to use it in direct sun. But sitting in the the sun and
1: reading is bad for your skin anyway.
0: And you do pay more for it than you would for your sunglasses.
1: <laughs> well, it depends on who you are. <laughs> so, so it would be safe to say that this is not a commercial, but we are unabashed Apple fans.
0: Well, not Apple, but apple unabashed, uh, unabashed iPad fans. And of course, we have iPhones, too.
1: We're pretty apple Okay, Admit it. So what are the alternatives? Well,
0: I got an interesting uh, email from uh, longtime listener Steve. And Steve uh, made me aware of a new another product, which I was not aware of. And this is the Pan Digital Novel. And this is, uh, he says, they are connected to Barnes & Noble. It's a full-color reader and just about everything else that the ipad does it has a seven inch screen as opposed to the almost 10 inch screen of the ipad and plays video music reads email and is android powered it reads e-publications and pdfs they run hundred and fifty dollars at places like Bed Bath and Beyond and Walgreens, <laughs> so it really makes it easy to sell. Although the iPad is for sale at Target and Best Buy.
1: Buy your technology at
0: Walgreens. Um, I bought the sixty-four gigabyte model, and with all of the novels and videos and and other assorted stuff that I have on the on the iPad, I've used up about fifty-five gigabytes. So I'm very glad that I bought the big one. The big memory capacity.
1: What a surprise!
0: And that would give me question about the smaller ones.
1: Well, not, but not everyone
0: is as the avaricious as the you. The digital novel. And that's the name of the product. It looks very cool. We looked, uh, we're looked. we looking at the website here. And, of course, you can go to the show notes, and there will be a link there to the Pan Digital. It looks a lot like the iPad, but a little bit smaller. So the Pan Digital is a product which is worth taking a look at. Um, it's not quite as flexible, but the thing is, is that it has Android. And in the near future, iOS operating system... Which is kind of redundant, and Android, which is the Google operating system. And they're going to be on a number of devices. Of course, the iOS will only be on Apple devices, but the Android operating system will be on a a large number of competing devices. And they have apps just like the iPhone does or the iPad. So that if you like the apps, if you like the concept of apps, which are little programs that let this device do something that it uh, didn't do out of the box, then you want to make sure that you you buy either Android or or iPad. But this device looks very nice, and it's colorful, it's got uh, apparently enough capacity for numerous books, and it's connected with Barnes & Noble, which should be a pretty big uh, supplier of electronic books. I think also last time we mentioned something um, that I should... Tell you about, and that's uh, all the free books for the Kindle. And the iPad, of course, reads Kindle books very nicely and syncs with the Kindle and any other Kindle device that has the Kindle application on it. And the, I have gonna, going to also put a link on the show notes page that will tell you about the 10,000 public domain uh, Amazon books that are free that you can download and read.
1: That'll keep you busy.
0: That will keep you busy. And it would also fill up your iPad or your Kindle. And by the way, we should mention also that there's a brand new Kindle out.
1: For a much lower price.
0: Right. It's Wi-Fi only, but uh, that should not be much of a problem.
1: Yeah, 139, $139 at Target, uh, right?
0: Probably all sorts of places. I think the upcoming Christmas season, if you're looking for something to buy your RVing buddy...
1: Everybody will have an e-reader.
0: Everybody will have an e-reader because we know that just today uh, that RIM, Research in Motion, who's the maker of the BlackBerry, brought out or announced theirs, which is called the The Playbook. And the Playbook is um, another 7-inch competitor, and I should mention also that there are very strong rumors that Apple will be bringing out a 7-inch version of the iPad, (laughs) probably to compete with these folks, but that uh, you might want to keep your eyes open for that if you're looking for a device that's a little bit smaller. What do you think about the screen size?
1: Well, it, it, there are times when a smaller one is better. Like I remember when we walk, did a walking tour of Rome, and, uh-huh. I, and I had it in my purse, and this seven-inch Kindle would have been more convenient. But well, but when I'm reading, reading along, I like to have a bigger page, especially if I'm looking at something that has any illustrations or diagrams. All right, so in actuality, you need both. Well, you need one, and I need one, maybe.
0: Oh, so you think the seven-inch screen would be perfect for you? Maybe. Oh.
1: We'll see if Santa
0: thinks I'm good. Ooh, Santa's on the way. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here for the first time. We're thinking about Santa. But uh, the BlackBerry tablet called the playbook and um, it's announced but not for sale but it looks like a very cool device and i expect by the time you listen to this and certainly uh, by the time christmas rolls around that there will be a number of devices but just remember that you probably want to buy android or if you decide not to buy apple whereas the rim um, playbook does not use either android or apple and so i have very Strong hesitations about recommending it because there just won't be the apps. And the apps are what makes the product to me.
1: Yeah. To if it doesn't do it the things you, you want like it to do. do. Unless you just like to do general things that everybody wants to do. If you
0: just want to kind of do the generic things, then one of these devices may be just in line with what you want to do. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Think of all the trees that will be saved by all these e-book readers. And I
0: just read that there's a university in Britain that's going to be issuing iPads to all of its students and putting their textbooks online. Wonderful. And I think that that's really going to be a trend of the future.
1: And all the high school kids that won't have curvature of the spine from looking <laughs> off. see these little kids walking Book around on the,
0: on the subway with these huge backpacks. they ready
1: to keel over. Ready to
0: keel over. So uh, that is about it from the, uh, this end. And now we're going to flip it over and uh, let Ron and Ken talk about uh, his a website called About RVing. A great website. And of course where will you find the links to this? On the show notes. On the show notes. But it's very easy to remember about RVing.com. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked with Ron, and here we are. <phone rings> We're here today uh, on the Crown Princess sailing across the Atlantic Ocean. And by happenstance, I have found a fellow RVer and a man who's very interesting. And he runs a great website called About RVing. His name is Ron Jones. and. His wife, Sandy, and us are traveling on the same ship, coincidentally. And so we thought we'd sit down and and do an an interview for the RV Navigator. So I very much appreciate you joining us today, Ron. Tell us a little bit about your
2: RVing history. Well, I appreciate being here and and I appreciate the invite. Actually, my history of RVing is is a long one. Uh Uh, I I joke around in our seminars and, and talk about the fact that when I first got up off wheels, uh-huh. Uh, on, on, uh-huh. on the wheels off the ground, uh-huh. it was 1962. Okay, so that's you a long. You predate time ago. us even. <laughs> uh, not permanently, not steadily, but uh, that's that's when we. Although had we went those. on our honeymoon in an RV. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that was in
0: 1970. So.
2: <laughs> With that uh, so we've been RVing off and on, you know, for that many mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and uh, we drop out a few years and uh-huh. then get uh-huh. back into it until. Eight years ago, we started full-timing. Eight years ago? Yeah, that uh, uh, w- we did that uh, somewhat by accident. Actually, what happened is we sold our house and planned to buy a condo. Uh-huh. Uh, we just wanted a smaller space, but we happened to own a motorhome at the time. Uh-huh. So uh, <coughs> since we owned the motor home, we thought we'd get a condo, there'd just be... Less hassle in taking care of yeah, it. Yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. No yard to mow. We'll let somebody take you can care of it. Leave whenever front. you want to. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And we travel more. We uh, yeah, travel yeah. two, four, six, eight months a year, uh-huh. whatever. And the house sold. And but the unusual thing is the people wanted it wanted possession in three weeks Ooh, three. <laughs> three, three weeks, weeks. and we've been in that place 16 years yeah so like everybody else we had stuff stuck, stashed and stored stashed everywhere everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. every nook and cranny we just made the decision to turn the house over to them make the sale happen and so forth so we did but when we did at the conclusion of the third week we moved into our motorhome uh-huh at a close campground. So it was campground. big enough that you could, it yeah. wasn't a small one. So we just, it was a close-by campground. Yeah. But we were we were worn out. We were just, Absolutely. it just yeah, beat, us, it yeah. beat us down. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So what? we just kind of looked at each other and said, well, wait a minute. Rather than answering the phone, the, our uh, old friend, uh, the realtor, was calling us about more condos to see. Yeah. So why don't we take a short trip? what we wanted to do anyway was travel more. a short trip of several years so we left and as the joke is we're still on that first trip 8 years later 8 years wow <laughs> and so no gr- no regrets Oh, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. You know, I joke and say my uh, my last drive in a motorhome will be to the nursing home door where I'm going to uh-huh, hand them the uh-huh. keys. they let me inside.
1: We hear a lot about people who contemplate full-timing who are worried emotionally about how they'll handle it, and they fret and stew a lot before they finally do it. Did you have any of those kind of feelings after the fact?
2: No, and it was because of something we did uh, the whole full timing thing was unplanned but but we did not go through the emotional twists and turns that are that's very normal for people contemplating full timing just because of uh, I guess an accidental mm-hmm. thing and it worked out really well but what happened just simply put is that since we had a short time to do this we went through and picked out those family, Things that every family has—the mementos, uh-huh. the, the, the 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 neat things that you you have from the your souvenirs childhood. that you collected, yeah—and yeah, yeah. big or small. Now, we didn't we didn't have any big antiques. I think one, but Sandy and I agreed, and then the daughter took her through, and I went through by myself. We walked through the house, but she and I agreed on something really unusual, and that is if either one of us said. I don't want to get rid of that. There was no discussion, no argument, no talking, no nothing. We just didn't get rid of that. That in itself took away a lot of that emotion. You weren't you weren't wringing your hands trying to make a decision on something that mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you had this innate feeling for, maybe couldn't even explain it. And so that stuff went into storage. We still have uh-huh. some of that. Others, other, Some of that we've gotten rid of over the eight years. It worked. It worked. And it alleviated that tough emotional strain. Oh, I've, I've had people in my seminars with tears. I mean, just tears. Yeah, and, yeah. and you feel bad for it. Mean, but after way. you're over
0: the hump, it kind of dissipates? It,
2: uh, we we never look back. I mean, uh-huh. it was just great. We go back. You know, she says we go back and go through our stuff again. And we still got a little... But that's okay' it's, mm-hmm. it's a decreasing pile every year <laughs>
0: uh, you know I think one of the other things that uh, people who are contemplating full timing think about is I'm going to be together with my spouse for 24 24/ 7. And, and is that something that's easy to handle or how do you reconcile that
2: I said in one of my books I said you've got to be able to get along you can't be this bickering couple yeah, yeah. whatever that uh, I think you drive but each even other things so, being so but you have some, you've got to have some time alone everybody does so we I mean we we managed to do that ranging from going into a Walmart uh, uh, separately to whatever we're not together 24 hours mm-hmm. a day um, even if there's two separate things on tv she'll go back and watch tv in the bedroom uh-huh. she likes to lay on the bed and watch tv mm-hmm. and i can't stand it yeah so i'm in front watching you know the one up there so it it works uh we do different things we go different places uh one of us may stay there since we've only got one car yeah yeah but but still it uh, still it works
0: mm-hmm. so uh what rv are you driving today
2: We've got an 07 Monaco Dynasty uh-huh. and, uh, and really like it. We ordered it new. Uh, Back then, picked it up December of 06. Uh, We liked the space. We we, we just liked the coach, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, While we ordered it, they did a little bit of custom work on it. I'm not talking about rearranging Mm -hmm. the floor plan, but just some odds and ends of stuff that I'd figured out that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's worked really well for us. And your connectivity, we always have to talk, because this is
0: a technology show, we have to talk about the connectivity. (laughs) And I know you have something kind of special. Yeah,
2: Connectivity. Based on my writing, and of course I wrote for all the ma- all, I've written features for all the major RV magazines over the years, and uh, was a columnist for Coast to Coast RV Magazine uh-huh. for about three years. I was getting paid for those things, sure. and I I had a responsibility to come through, meet deadlines, and those kinds of uh, those kinds of things that you get paid for, and therefore my connectivity, I had to have. Uh, a, a level of not guarantee, but a mm-hmm. level of yeah, yeah. assurance that I can yeah, do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went back th- then. I, Wi-Fi was not that common. Yeah,
2: yeah. I went through. Uh, I assume this was five or seven years ago, or more. Yes, uh, can't remember when I started. I, yeah, probably about probably about <coughs> six years ago mm-hmm. or so, seven years ago. I started out with uh, with a MotoSat F one. Uh, that combination yeah, TV, yeah. Internet dish, that oval dish, it's pretty common. And I really like that. Uh, the, the downside of that for me now, mm-hmm. not in general, but for me, is we spend a lot of time up in Canada in the summer. Sure. And go up several hundred miles north of the border. Yeah. And that uh, that dish won't uh, won't pick up TV up there nor Internet. Mm-hmm. It just won't work. We had to go to Alaska, but and no way... Uh, no way to connect to the internet other than by yeah by luck by chance yeah, a, happening, a, a happening Wi-Fi, up on a spot so it did some research and found uh, the next level yeah. up i've got an f2 uh-huh. on my coach uh-huh. Which is in which you brought more over than from most your people need. I'm sorry. You brought it over from your old coach? No, no, no. I, I, I put oh. it on a new, new coach, uh-huh. but I had the F1 on you. Mm-hmm. and so with that, my connectivity is uh, my footprint. You know yeah, where yeah. I can connect from is actually uh, you know north of Fairbanks uh-huh. to I've been on it from Cape Breton, uh-huh. uh, Key West down to Yuma. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty good shape. You know, uh, You're in good North shape. America. Yeah uh, and uh, so that gets me connected but that's different that's not your normal, and then, not you, your normal and then you rig. have
0: uh, the Vanguard uh, TV dish
2: No Oh no I've got a MotoSat HD. Oh the MotoSat yeah. five LNB 5 yeah, LNB right? yeah, yeah that that's good it works just fine uh, for us we've had it probably a year and a half mm-hmm. And right. you put and you okay. And you put six panels on top. Put six solar panels. Whoa. on Whoa! <laughs> There's not much room up here. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> One thing you don't have to do is clean my roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would you think so. You have to clean
0: the solar panels. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, and, and the reason for that is it's. What I mean, that's it?
2: more than I've than it, most people would have. An all electric coach uh-huh. has the household refrigerator uh-huh, in it uh-huh. and so forth. The only thing propane and my coach is the cook surface uh-huh. cook stove and the hot water and so that all runs diesel hot water and heat so you have all that propane just for the stove just for the stove jeez uh i don't know with the uh, economic times that are out there today yeah. if we'll ever have another new coach but if we do yeah. i've already planned and yeah. i'll order it without any propane yeah, whatsoever yeah, yeah. and i'll have induction heaters put in the in the kitchen but then you need the 600 watts of solar? Well, it helps. Uh-huh. It helps. So we do a lot of boondocking. Uh-huh. And How uh, often, just in round numbers? Well, for the past uh, th- three or four years, uh, we've averaged 12 nights a month. And so, you know, one of the things our listeners are always
0: interested in is, you know, what's it cost to to full time, and, and aren't the campground expenses very high? And I try to emphasize yeah.
2: that. No, of course, by writing and 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 dealing with the website and current data and all that, I really try to keep an eye on this stuff. Sure. Um, I've said, you know, in the past twelve months, that on the East Coast we're dealing with we're dealing with thirty five to forty five dollars a night average, mm-hmm. and on the West Coast we're dealing with close to that. And in the middle of the U.S., we're dealing with probably still twenty-five to thirty-five uh-huh, a night. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I mean, this is this is very. This is a guess. I guess at a 30, 30 average, even with, but, uh, even with boondocking. Even no, with no, no, I'm just talking no, I'm about time, the cost of
0: camping. But so your monthly average with twelve nights of boondocking is well, pretty reasonable. The
2: average saving uh, is uh, about forty-five hundred dollars a year with twelve nights of boondocking.
0: $4,500 a year, so your solar panels essentially allow you to do that. Well, not, not solely based yeah, yeah, on solar but, panels. Yeah, but, but I mean that. that well, yeah. I'm trying to amortize the cost of the solar panels because oh, that right. must have been a big expense.
2: It was about a $4,000 yeah, expense. Yeah. Uh, frankly, and,
0: and, you, and, you, and you think that the cost was
2: justified? I'm not sure that the cost was justified, and I'm not sure there's ever a full payback on those, okay? Okay. But there's a convenience factor sure, also. Sure, sure in that a generator just doesn't run as often.
0: Yeah, yeah. And And so what's the ratio there? Less, I don't know.
2: Oh. I I just don't know. I mean, it simply has to be less. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So if we boondock...
0: I mean, we would run ours four hours a day, two in the morning and two at night, to keep the batteries in good shape for
2: boondocking. Yeah, and we run ours... I shouldn't say that. Hours on fully automatic, fully automatic. We'll... uh, will run right at five hours a day Mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's they're set to come on Mm -hmm. when the voltage gets to 12.2 and set to go off when it gets to float charge not through float charge Mm -hmm. when it gets to float charge so that's about a 94 Mm percent uh battery charge and then if i've got some sunshine um and i don't get up there and angle those No. Panels. <laughs> but you have them, right? Have them. Yeah. If you ever want to get up there and mess around yeah, that's with them. Right. <laughs> a lot of the people that I've talked to that have gone for example to Mexico, yeah, and parked on the beach for a while, they they will do that. Sure. That well, makes, if you're going to be there for a while, it yeah. makes sense, yeah. We, we'll we 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 meander, we don't we don't go park. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you were looking to justify solar based on cost. I'm not sure you could justify it. Mhm. Uh Again, the convenience. Well, thing but the convenience
0: and the so yeah. overall, you think it's overall. it's worthwhile to yeah. have the, the solar helped. panels, yeah. just like with the F two, you know, exactly. you, need it, you you wanted it. And yeah,
2: and, and, and most normal people a wouldn't pay the money for it, and and B wouldn't need to. No, no. So uh, it just happened to be with the writing and everything I needed to and. I needed to be able to get big files back from obscure places.
0: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, but you, you put these the the solar panels on uh, when you bought the coach. Yeah. So you have no before and after numbers. None.
2: Uh-huh. None. Brand new. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have thirty miles on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We bought it in Coburg and uh, and uh, or or actually in Junction City where we were in Oregon and. Uh, AM Solar, solar right? right there, down the road in yeah, Eugene yeah. or Springfield.
0: Mm-hmm. Good so. company for sure. How'd you get into do writing and seminars and that sort of stuff?
2: Well, I, I taught at the university, retired out of the university, so I've, I've presented information forever. Uh-huh. And uh, and I, I, in my university life, I did a lot of technical type seminars for teachers Uh uh-huh public school teachers you know come back and retrain and those kinds of things staff development i'm sorry staff development (laughs) staff development that's right and uh so so doing a seminar was just second nature to Mm -hmm. you know sandy says we're both teachers so you can't shut us up you know and i think that's that's somewhat true the i got into the writing i've been writing for for years and years and years i wrote Four or five books uh-huh. as, as a result of uh, textbooks and things that nobody'd ever read you know, <laughs> uh, back when I was teaching. And then when I got an RV, there's actually a, a, a story that goes with this in that when Sandy and I started full timing, three four months, and old and dear friends of ours who lived close by, they lived in Fort Worth, they were both getting ready to retire. And they're kind of looking at our lifestyle from a long distance, mm-hmm. and we're trading emails. So they started emailing us questions about RVing, you know, from a neophyte point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a black water tank? Yeah. How do you, what's emergency road service? Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. How do you do this? Why do you do that? And so on. So my joke was after about two or three months, you know, I had probably 10,000 questions (laughs) in, and David and Lana had sent them back another 10,000 answers. So they made a strange decision. They made a decision to retire, sell a house, buy a coach, and start full timing. Yeah. And what was wrong yeah. with that decision in my frame of reference? Is they'd never spent a single night in an RV in their life. We've talked to several people who've done that. Yep. And I have two cents then. So they did. Now these are pretty thorough people and technically knowledgeable yeah, people yeah. And, and so forth. And they, they did. They sold the house. They they bought the coach, and off they went. Uh-huh. And they're still full-time. Oh, good. And that's been set, six or seven years now. So I kind of sat back and said, you know, I've got a, I've got all these emails and all these questions. Sure. What the heck am I going to do with them? So I took all the, the, the questions and sure, answers, sure. mostly the answers. I got a co-author who's far, far better at maintenance than I am. Uh-huh named Bob Lowe. He's a Canadian. He's mm-hmm. out near Toronto and so forth. Part-time RVer, but mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. Got with Bob, and back then we both had Bounders. Asked Bob to be a co-author and put a book together called All the Stuff You uh-huh. Need to Know uh-huh. About RVing. Well, that's about 500 tips all tricks. the stuff you need to know about RV. oh yeah. trip tips yeah, tricks, yeah. hints things yeah everything right you know the classic hang your ignition key from your antenna crank. right you won't drive you won't out your, out your the antenna. Out. ground with your antenna right. all those things you, you need to know what happens in rving is i i didn't discover this but i discovered it for myself you've got the newbies Uh Uh, Let me define that. There's wannabes who've never owned an RV but are kind of breathing hard every Mm -hmm. time they see one. And there's the newbies who may have just bought Uh or maybe they've owned it for a few months or Mm -hmm. whatever. We discovered that really no no matter how long you lived in a house or an apartment, you never had to crank down the TV antenna or unhook the sewer hose to drive away. So there are some things you need to know specific to RVing that you couldn't learn Uh anyplace uh else you just couldn't yeah I can see that and so how does a person learn these well many of them learn it through trial and error (laughs) or their buddy shows them you know their friend and who or they watch Robin Williams that's right that's right Yeah, the, that's yeah. You you've nailed it. So that was the basis for the book. Sure, it was not a book. Well, that's sit, a great idea. it's not a book you sit down and read. It's just mm-hmm. a book of hints and tips. But we organized it around everything from, for, for, again, from sewage to mm-hmm. what do you do in the kitchen to pack a kitchen. Yeah, to to driving. Yeah, to towing and just all about RV. Right, right. So that was the first book, and it did it did pretty well. And how, who who sold it? We did. It was self published. Yeah, it was self. So you just sold it off a website, or yeah, well, it, yeah, sold it off the website at the time. Uh-huh. Of course, Bob sold it off of his website in uh-huh. Canada. Uh-huh. Then Bob had been doing seminars at RV shows, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and and suggested that we do one, and uh, and we did. It, it was at the FMCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, glass rally mm-hmm. that they have in Barry and Springs Michigan okay. every Memorial Day. Okay. And this was back in 04. Uh-huh. Was our first one. Yeah. But the, the people that showed up, it wasn't a huge crowd. There was probably 40, 50 in there and looking at it from a teacher historical yeah, yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. The people in the audience were just craving information. Really. And they, and they, had, but they obviously had
0: coaches. Well,
2: yeah, they were all, I mean, it, FMCA is uh, yeah, is they were probably more experienced than we were in some yeah. cases. Yeah. But they're always wanting to learn well, something new. Yeah, sure. You know, it's going to save them troubles. It's going to yeah. save them money. It's going to save yeah. them time. And it's so where it can't hurt. But there was a, it was your best audience you could ever have. Yeah, that's great. And it's been that way consistently. Uh-huh. Sandy came up with an idea. Well, she came up with an idea after driving herself crazy <laughs> in doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. With the fabulous splendide. Sandy likes her laundry. Precise and pristine, okay? So she she developed a process in using that Splendid uh-huh. combo unit. Uh-huh, yeah. That's what we have. It took her two years of experimentation uh-huh. in how to use it. But she developed a process whereby it will do family-size loads and no wrinkles. Uh-huh. No gadgets now, no magic Uh soap, uh none of that, just technique. And then she did a workshop, and I thought they were going to tear down the walls to get into it. Uh I mean, there were just hundreds there. They asked her for a handout, but if we'd have done a handout, it would have been thousands of pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we put it into book form. Uh Uh-huh. And then... I followed up with a full-timing book and ultimately came out this year with my RVing to Alaska book. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, that's just, just kind to of keep yourself had. busy and end yeah, yeah, the sure, loop. Yeah, sure, So you've
0: started the new, the website is new, and the, the website's address is aboutrving.com? Uh-huh. About aboutrving.com. R-V-I-N-G, yes. Okay. And this is something new? Well, this was a result Be- of... Because, uh, let me just... F- preface that by okay. saying that uh, the reason why we are in contact with each other is because I found your website and it was very nice looking and, and very professional and I emailed you and I said is, do you mind if I use it as our site of the month and then somehow we talked about <laughs> cruising <laughs> so that was the first time I'd really been aware of it
2: well and it is new I started this project uh, I thought about it a long time but I actually started the project in December yeah. and worked on about Months, yes, 09. Uh-huh. so it, it is a, fairly yeah, six, known. Yeah. six, seven months ago, eight months ago, and uh, and then hired a company to build it. Oh really? I don't have the I don't have the oh, really? to oh. build it, but I knew what I wanted in it. Sure, and I wanted them to make it look good and work. Yeah, the the concept was back to that newbie, wannabe, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get left out of the information pool. Uh huh. They don't go to the rallies. They don't even know what a rally right. is. Exactly. So I thought there would be a lot of those people. Out there now, uh-huh. given the economic times, there's probably less of them now. But there will be more of them as we in the yes. next one or two or three years. We hope. Yes, and that number will grow.
0: All right, we've had a little bit of a technical glitch here because the room we were using was full of people, as you probably heard in the background. So we have uh, switched venues, and we are now in a much quieter spot. And Ron, you were talking about uh, newbies using your website.
2: Yeah, the newbies, uh, what I call the newbies and the wannabes. Uh, that's not a derogatory term by any any stretch of the imagination. It's just uh, new RVers, people interested in getting involved. I wanted to get information to them to make it easier for them to make buying decisions, to Mm -hmm. make usage decisions, to not make mistakes. uh, If they they have an RV or if they're getting an RV, Uh, these things have to be operated correctly, everything from uh, going down the highway mm-hmm. to uh, to getting rid of your your waste on board and it just has to be done right and and there's very few places mm-hmm. to go to learn how to do this sure i'd done enough writing that i had a, a large number of articles and what i did is just took, simply took those articles turned them into mm-hmm. a pdf format organized them around rv topics which is one of the main mm-hmm. sections of mm-hmm. the website and for example there's a topic on driving RVs there's a topic on using and hand RVs. signals there's a there's a there's a topic on towing So this is just your own experiences that you, you yeah, put on paper Yeah and my writing and, yeah. and but but not only my own experiences because everybody has experiences to come at this from a little different point of view I really am negative about forums On websites.
0: Uh And I can tell why.
2: And the reason I'm (laughs) negative about forums on websites is because, uh, and again, nothing against these people, Mm -hmm. but you have amateurs Mm -hmm. telling amateurs how to do it. You're right. And they simply don't know the correct way. You can't imagine in in our seminars over the years, I've probably heard 50 recipes for. How to make your own toilet chemicals? Okay. Really? <laughs> and uh, and my my comeback to that is if that's your uh, if that's your major concern oh. in RVing, maybe you ought to get another hobby. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, so so I wanted to get the correct word now in my writing. Obviously, obviously it's my writing, but what I say in there is either accepted practice, Mm -hmm. manufactured recommendations, or it's been verified in some way. Mm -hmm. I don't just put fluff in there. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff, and it's verifiable, Mm -hmm. and it works. You have a lot of articles on your website now, right? Oh, I have well over 100. If you you think about the, the... And when I say article it's 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 exactly like picking up a magazine or mm-hmm. reading a magazine mm-hmm. article media, media illustrated uh the writing is there they're they're clean they're easy you download them you're not forced to sit there and and read and then lose them you yeah, can read yeah. them at your convenience later on and, and this is all free this is all free. There is an option to sign up, re- register. Uh-huh. I call it for updates. I'm not going to bother the people with lots of updates. I haven't sent any out yet, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it's it's just a way if I if I find something unusual, I can get in touch. Uh-huh. I've had like a, a manufacturer's recall or maybe something. Yeah, yeah, and like and, and, and I've also got on the very first page a, a place called Random Thoughts. It's it's I don't want to say news, but it's. I guess the recall would be an ideal uh, example uh-huh. of that.
0: Why would people buy your books if, they're, if they can get this information for free?
2: Well, it's two or three reasons. Let me just back up and say its I call it a I call it a slightly commercial website, okay? (laughs) Slightly commercial. (laughs) Slightly. Uh, There's no ads on the website. Really? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing for sale on the website from anybody else but I do sell my four books on there. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, that makes sense. Now, why would you buy a book if you can go to the website? All right? (laughs) While there's a ton of information on the website, there's even more in the books. Uh The latest information is in the articles, Mm -hmm. and there is a little bit of overlap. From the articles to the books, mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: And are these articles that appeared appeared in magazines are just written? Some have, for the website? yeah,
2: but they've all been updated. Uh-huh. So you get the latest data in the website, and you get the in depth details uh-huh. in the
0: books. I see.
2: Yeah. So they are companions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, the best best of all possible. world, get the books and continue with the website.
0: And now are they done in? e-paper so that I can read it on my iPad?
2: They're not done an e-paper yet because we can't figure <laughs> out how to do it in e-paper yet. Uh, talk to um, Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but PDFs are, I mean... So are, I, yeah, the articles are in PDF format, yes. But the
0: books are only available in print. That's correct. Uh-huh. That's correct. Except for Sandy's.
2: No, hers is, hers hers is, is only, yeah. oh, I thought hers is an e-book. No, no, hers is a, strictly a, 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 an mm-hmm. in-print book just the way the others are. These two
0: are companions that should be read together, and people are welcome to come to your website and, and read the articles, and if they want more information, they would uh, buy the books.
2: Exactly, Uh or the best way, or should they email you with questions? (laughs) No, they're welcome to (laughs) email me. There's all kinds of email addresses all over the website, but ultimately they all reach me. Uh And uh, the best way to do it, if you were if you were a new, if you were want to be a newbie, starting out or whatever, the best way would be to get the books, go through Uh those, uh and then you will have enough basic information. Mm That you can understand even the in-depth articles. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you tackle the articles, you may be in over your head on Uh some things uh right away. Now, I've got introductory articles in Uh there too, but I don't, I don't label them as such.
0: And so, your fans can also uh, see you at the rallies.
2: They can see us at some of the rallies uh, where relatively In person, limited live, live for your very eyes here the next one will be we they ask us to come out and uh, do uh, two seminars a day at the pomona mm-hmm. uh, rv show uh, which is coming up i think it starts the 15th of october mm-hmm. runs for about 10 days so we'll be there and then we always go to florida uh, we'll be now i don't know if we'll be doing seminars but we'll certainly have a vendor booth at the tampa uh-huh. super show okay we always do seminars and have a booth at the Brooksville So what kind FFCA. of questions do
0: people ask? Well,
2: they ask everything from, uh, uh, you know, what kind of toilet paper do you use mm-hmm. to... Uh, to uh, <laughs> just something you wouldn't ask just anybody walking down the that's street. That's right. You know, if you so what get, kind of toilet paper do you use? My joke for years, if you get two RVers in conversation, yeah. <laughs> they're going to talk about sewage. You know? okay. <laughs> it's just going to come up. Uh, okay, everybody's just all over the place. What kind of uh, supplementary braking system mm-hmm. do we use? Uh, how do you use a Jake brake? What's the difference in a mm-hmm. Jake and mm-hmm. a pack? Those kinds of So just of the whole gamut. Just the whole gamut. All I don't do is I don't do, I'll call it follow the style of the classic RV magazines mm-hmm. where the person writes in and says, okay, my taillight on my 1976 yeah, yeah. Eldorado is... Is rusty, you know. What kind of in should I get? I don't know. Uh You know, and I get the questions all the time, but I just write it back and say, I don't know. And I don't want to know. Yeah, and I don't want to know. I'm not a maintenance person, I'm a real believer in writing a check for maintenance. And in that way, you hire somebody who knows what they're they're doing, doing. and they get it done correctly. Mm
0: -hmm. That's an interesting philosophy. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, that's not the typical RVers.
2: It it really isn't. But I I think it's a good good piece of advice. I can uh, can fix certain... Don't try to do it yourself, (laughs) because you probably can't. I can fix certain things, and certain things I can check health-wise, back-wise. I can't find myself crawling in and around and through Mm -hmm. the RV, you know, not not at this age, so... uh, so I just don't do that anymore. I was never a, a mechanical maintenance mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And, that, again, that's why I bought, got Bob Lowe to uh, help me on that first book. Mm-hmm. He's a genius at it, and and I'm not. So, uh, so yeah, that, that you need people who are good so at it.
0: So is he affiliated with your website too?
2: He's really not affiliated with the website other than, you know, our book is on there mm-hmm. in the bookstore called uh, All the Stuff You Need to Know About RVing. Bob's got his own website called RV Parts Plus dot uh, com out of Canada does a good job does a very good job
0: so we call cruising RVing on steroids <laughs> <laughs> have you had a good trip
2: oh that an excellent trip that, and why and why it? do you
0: cruise you know a lot of people wonder why we do both
2: well the, yeah my joke in the seminars I you on the website I tell people you know I've got to break up all that monotonous RVing with an <laughs> occasional cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to uh, just to get some unusual food, Yes. <laughs> nothing else. Now we we've cruised since uh, the late '80s. I just love it. Um, but the beauty of RVing and cruising is you can drive to the port. I mean, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we did.
0: Oh, I thought you were, came from
2: California. Well, no, no, we drove, to, but flew right out of. That's oh. where we flew out of. We're we're. Well, we're that's not if, the port. Yeah, well, <laughs> not the port. No, the, the airport. I guess oh. <laughs> not, not their cruise port. But we've done that in the RV several times. Yeah, we we've been to. out of uh, Lauderdale. We put it in storage there. Yep. Uh, we've, we've parked it at other times. Uh, almost all ports have uh, oversized vehicle mm-hmm. parking. Mm-hmm. It's just a good way to do it. We parked close to Atlanta uh-huh. and then take the car into Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're, you've got access to major airports.
0: And you have enough space in your in your basement for all of your suitcases and things? I don't know if we well, would go quite that far.
2: Yeah, actually, we carry two, two empty suits. Cases in yeah, the, back, yeah, of the, we, yeah, the yeah, back of the car. Yeah, on the back of the car. Yeah. And it, it works for us. You know, If we, we so rarely need to haul anything large that if we have to take them sure, out, sure. we just yeah. take them out temporarily.
0: Well, I think we can very confidently recommend your website no, I, as, a, as a place that. that our listeners would want to visit in case they need information about uh, RVing, whether it's the basics or whether it's the advanced user yeah, yeah. or the advanced RVer.
2: One of the things that uh, they can get on the website that is really unusual, and my unusual places are places that I've visited firsthand. Uh, I don't just pull these off of uh, another website or anything. So if they're in there, I've been there, Mm -hmm. and maybe more than once. And in the unusual places, and I've really got some really unusual places, two quick examples, one is uh, called Fern Canyon, and it's a place where Steven Spiel, Spielberg used to, to, uh, to film uh, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And with these 50 foot tall yeah. fern walls, just really neat, to, to a place called VLA. It stands for Very Large Array, which is in uh, Socorro, outside of Socorro, New Mexico. It's the world's largest radio telescope. And if you see that thing, it just is mind-boggling. It's 27 miles across. <laughs> and uh, so very unusual, unique places. And I have these lists broken down. by state, people are going to have to work a little bit when they go on the website because I don't give them every detail. I give them a website. They can click. There's a link there, hook up. But the other unusual thing on the, unu- on the unusual places is... My restaurants, you know, the ones I've been to, the ones I'll go back to, and the very big different. Texan. Very different. The Big Texan. <laughs> Is that there? <laughs> no, no, I haven't been Tex- there. I haven't You've been there. not been to the Big Texan? No, no, no. You're kidding. I, I don't I don't give a hoot about getting a half a cow for dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a fun place to go to. But there's a lot. Of, oh, I know, I know. I, and I've seen <laughs> friends of mine and everything been in there. But, no, that's I'm talking about the local mom-and-pop kind of places that uh, yet you would never hear of.
1: Usually when we end our podcast, we have a favorite line about hoping to see you at a campground near us, and it's really been a pleasure to have um, a fellow camper at a cabin near us on this cruise ship.
0: (laughs) Yes, and we also want to wish you happy birthday, oh, which, which happened just uh, just before we started this cruise. That's right. As it says on your website. So, As, as many cruises as we've done, I've never hit
2: one on my birthday, but this you're, was close. You
0: very close. Well, Ron, uh, it's been very nice talking to you, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to our listeners, and and I hope that they go visit your website. All right. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we want to thank Ron for spending some time with us on his busy schedule while crossing the Atlantic.
1: He had a lot of interesting things to he say. Did. I enjoyed uh, listening and, to him. And his
0: website is terrific, so I r- strongly recommend that you that you take a look at it uh, and, and recommend it to your friends because it has some some great articles and uh, one thing I always like is is that much of the stuff is free. free. And, if you and like...
1: I, I also heard him present about um, mm-hmm. traveling to Alaska at a convention. So, if you see his name on um, uh, advertising, yes.
0: Yes, sir, or at one of the the r v rallies, then uh, go
1: see Ron and tell him we
0: sent you. you betcha okay the r v navigator is cert, has certified the about r v website as being a o k and now I must rush off and winterize the r v oh. it is October after all. What a shame. Well, we might get one more little short trip out of this. A
1: little month. fall color here or little there. fall
0: color here or there. We are in the Midwest, and that is home to lots of fall color. And we'll probably give you a full report about that next month. But uh, for this month, I think that about wraps things up. Lots of exciting things, and we're glad to be home. Kind of. Nah. <laughs> We'd rather be off in the RV. And if you're in your RV we wish you were we were with you well anyway so uh, we hope to see you in a campground near us and you just might see us there in october but until then happy travels happy travels and we'll see you soon